Lots and lots of texts. Can't really keep up, the, uh, up with them. Um, just got one now from a famous footballer, Martin Bjug McHugh. Uh, hi, Sean. Enjoy your retirement. No doubt we'll hear you again on the airwaves when things get back to normal. We'll see you in Donegal for a game of golf. There's nothing I'd like more. And uh, greetings as well to Tony Kennedy, uh, who's kept many a car on the road for me. He's stuck in Australia. Uh, can't get home. He went over there for a quick holiday and he's there. And um, look, thanks for getting in touch. Now, Michael Fitzsimons, or Mick Fitzsimons, Good morning to you. Good morning, Sean. Uh, I'm going to call you Michael because that's what your mother calls you. And um, I met <laughs> I met her in the supermarket in Tesco one day last year, and she had two bits of news for me. The big news was Michael scored a point, and the, the second bit of news was Ashley had a baby. <laughs> so you, yeah, you, you scoring a point for the Dubs was it was quite an event. I think was it about on your 100th appearance? Yeah, I think roughly around that. Um, yeah, I, I think it brought great amusement to my teammates because I've failed to pull the trigger a few times so yeah that was nice ni- nice to happen get yeah. it off, get and it was f- who, who was it against? Uh, it was against Loud oh, that's what I thought as yeah. far as I remember yeah and in the first uh, round of Leicester last year yeah because I think you got a lot of slagging uh, for a, a moment in the uh, in an Ireland all-Ireland final earlier, you, you made a foray up the field from your position at cornerback and uh, there was the open goal in front of you, well at least a chance of a point, and you passed the ball to Bernard Brogan, what happened then? Yeah, I think it was the 16 All-Ireland final uh, I found myself way ahead of where I normally would um, and what I usually do in those situations is give the ball to Bernard who'd be a lot more uh, a lot more specialised up there, but I think everyone saw it that I was panicking, so the whole Mayo team backed off and I failed to shoot from probably the 21-yard line, which would have been a nice thing to score in the iron final. Um, gave it to Bernard, he got blocked. and They nearly went down and scored and we nearly drew the final again, so I'm um, fortunate to get away with that one. <laughs> well, as they used to say about IBM, nobody ever got fired or dropped for passing the ball to Bernard Brogan, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been a good outcome. Uh, Michael, to, to be serious now, uh, just for a few minutes, um, you've got a new career. Um, you've just embarked on a career as a doctor. Tell me more. Yeah, so I had done physio initially and worked for a few years and looked for change, went back and did graduate entry medicine in UCD um, and studied for my final two years my hospital uh, placements in the matter. And I've done my internship in the matter here. So it is the first three months in Kappa National Orthopaedic Hospital and then six months now in the matter. So yeah, enjoying it. Uh, an extraordinary time. You'll probably have nothing to compare it with for the rest of your career, no matter how long it lasts. Uh, how are you finding it? Yeah, hope, hopefully we won't have anything to compare with it again. Um, yeah, I'm just enjoying it. It's it's great to see how people respond um, to these situations, um, how they react. We've been given new routers and no complaints. Everyone's supporting each other. Um, and it just probably brings the best out of people. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, do you find it a little bit sort of fearful as an experience? I mean, are you, do you, do you, are you afraid? I mean, that might seem an extraordinary question to ask somebody like you with your record. But is there an element of fear about the job at the moment? Um, no, there would have been maybe at the start before um, it had fully got to Ireland and you were hearing reports from Italy and it, it's kind of hard to to decipher what's coming through social media and stuff like that. So there was probably um, the tension going around the hospital and for myself personally, I was probably just more fearful for my parents and for my grandparents and relatives like that. So yeah, it was it's a stressful time at the start. People have obviously got used to it. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Why, you mentioned about physio. Why did you switch from physio to uh, to, to, to full medical career? What what drew that? Um, uh, physio is kind of based at a private practice level and the sort of progression I only saw 
law would have been. There was, they weren't really hiring in hospitals at that time. And I was in a private practice in Newlands Cross Medical Centre, which I enjoyed and the staff there were great, Dr. Mavetian. Um, but I didn't really see a progression. Um, I wanted a bit more of a different challenge. In regards physio, for me, I probably would have fit into the sports physio slot and that would have spent a lot meant me spending a lot more times around teams building up uh, my own practice and I just I had enough uh, time in dressing rooms enough times around sports people and um, playing with Dublin so I thought the change would be great and I'm very happy with it They would be out the door I have absolutely no doubt if they weren't already so where do you see your future then in medicine? Um, not sure yet. I'm applying for standalone posts at the moment. Uh, everything's been put a little bit on hold just with what's going on at the moment. But um, I'll, I'll be making kind of a decision what route to go through next year um, and get on one of the training schemes and stay in hospital-based medicine for the moment. Meanwhile, seven All-Ireland titles, nine Leinster senior football titles, five National League titles, uh, man of the match in the All-Ireland final, one All-Star. Um, and it all started in Kula, obviously, in Johnstone Boys School. Um, yeah. How long are you going to stick at this? I mean, how many more All-Irelands do you think you want? Um, it's hard to tell you. Everyone reassesses each year whether, no matter what age you are and whether, it's just whether you enjoy it and you're, you're still getting something from it and you're still contributing to it. Because it, it can be a slog at times and it can be incredibly rewarding at times. So I think it just, there's peaks and troughs. And at the moment, um, last year I really enjoyed it. Started this year, I enjoyed it. Um, and at the moment, obviously, it's a bit up in the air, but um, we'll, we'll see when we get back. But I'll keep going as long as I enjoy it. Yeah, And uh, it doesn't interfere with other stuff in my life. Yeah, um, like it's it's going to be October before there's inter-county football. We were told that a couple of days ago. So how do you how do you keep in shape? I mean, are you are you training in small groups? I don't think that's allowed. So what are you doing in that on that front, Michael? Yeah, we, we bow to superior wisdom of Brian Cullen and so he gives us programs and Shane Malone another one of our lads who works strength conditioning and they sort of at the start they didn't know when championship might be so we probably obviously had a heavier program but now it's just tailored off a little bit and it's probably more focused towards it happening in October it is kind of hard because there is uncertainty there whether it will be pushed back or what will happen but I think people are just trying to get out and exercise and like you said it's just with whoever's in your house um, and by yourself um, and it's tough at the moment because some people might be living with just their, their partner or no one else and it's hard to motivate themselves but I'm fortunate enough I'm living with two other lads from Chemical Croaks um, and they're lads in Kula so I can I can be pushed along by them I'd say I'd say there could be a bit of crack and banter between Croaks and Kilmacud I mean you'd kill each other well, sorry I don't mean that in a literal sense but you'd be going <laughs> no, hard at each other on the pitch wouldn't you? Yeah, there's a good rivalry there, so it, it keeps us focused. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at a card I got here. It says, from people in Anaskol, um, all of us here at Anaskol Black Pudding Company are wishing you uh, the best. And uh, the card says, keep calm and carry on. I suppose you wouldn't mind meeting <laughs> some of those guys again. Um, you've had some great uh, tussles with them down the years. No, yeah, fantastic. I, I was fortunate that... I came myself very fortunate and privileged to have played last year's two finals and um, they were just to be part of them win or lose or draw it was just an incredible experience the atmosphere and the game the way it was played it was just end to end um, and, and they have some just some great marquee forwards which which makes my day tough but, but totally enjoyable Enda McNulty was in the uh, Irish Times last Saturday sports section uh, he was a famous uh, cornerback for uh, Armagh mm. and he talked about the kind of detail I don't know if you saw the piece Michael but uh, that he would have gone into in preparing say to uh, meet the likes of Peter Canavan um, in Ulster or perhaps the Gooch um, and that studying them and watching them and just sort of getting somebody to practice the moves that Canavan might make I mean it, would that be the way you'd go about it as well? Yeah um, yeah I would um, it, it's kind of hard though because sometimes 
as a forwards like the rest. So you're trying to get them at the end of training to mimic runs that an opposition forwards might make or mimic dummies they might do. Um, but yeah, you can go into a lot of detail. And that's part of it in cornerback, which I enjoy. It's a bit of a niche. You're trying to just suppress and keep someone quiet and get on top of them. Um, and yeah, it's exactly what Ender would have said. It's, it's like that. Yeah, well, look, uh, it's been great watching you. Uh, it's been great listening to you just now. And uh, thank you for all the memories. I was just going to say the very first interview I did when I came to Dublin in 1977 was a guy who wore the Dublin number two jersey, Gail Driscoll. So this is a kind of a nice bookend, the last one. Yeah, in 1977, to do the one uh, with you wearing the number two of the modern era. And thanks to the jersey, thanks to mum, thanks to Margaret uh, for hanging on my door. We'll take a quick break. Michael Simons, thank you.